Welcome to episode 76 of The Numbers Game. It's Jace, Nick and Marty ready for another episode. How are we going, boys? Going brilliantly, Jace. Very, very excited about this episode. There's going to be a bit of speed, a bit of energy. I'm not going to give it away, but um, I'm pumped up. Nick, how are you going, my friend? Yeah, pumped up. Pumped up as well, Marty. And uh, yeah, really looking forward to this, actually. It's just... Um, just yeah, this is just an example of the the ever changing world that we live in, and um, you know, for someone my age, you know, pushing forty, um, I'm actually starting to see significant change and things that are, are different to what I know. And um, yeah, I don't think that was the case sort of five or ten years ago. So keen to uh, have a bit of a chat about vehicles today. Sorry, Jace, how are you going, mate? No, no, I'm good, mate. I'm good. It's um, look, we Nick, uh, Marty, and I threw the challenge to you. We said, uh, we you know, reading the play coming up. It's uh, episode seventy six. It's week five of the new season. We're kind of in the middle of our. You know, we usually run in ten week blocks, and we we threw the challenge to you to find us something interesting. You you had the Michelin star episode uh, by the Michelin tires, and we thought, you know, let's throw it to you to to find something interesting to our listeners. And I, I don't know whether you just Googled, you know, something to do with cars that's interesting after the Michelin tire thing. But, you know, I, I'm excited. I, I've seen some of the show notes and, and I'm, yeah, I think our listeners are going to have a blast. What have you got for us? Firstly, I'll just say that um, the the whole electric car um, phase, it's it's not a phase. Obviously, it's something that's coming. And I, I feel like it's it's been creeping up, creeping up. And then I feel like it's just gone whack and it's here. And I know we had Tesla, uh, we've had Tesla for quite some time, but um, I just feel like the last six months, I'm starting to see uh, electric cars, like I think it's Havel is a brand um, mm-hmm. that I'm starting Pol- to... Polestar, st- a few. Yeah, and I'm just starting to see them. And the only cars I used to see were Tesla. Um, Spring Carnival has just has just been on and Lexus are the main major sponsor there. Um, so we've got fed a lot of Lexus ads and it was all around electric cars. Um, you know, some of the bigger, some of the, um, the expensive brands like Porsche are now coming out. So I don't know what you guys are finding, but I just feel the last few months I'm seeing them on the road outside of Tesla and there's just more and more about it. And it seems like it's been creeping, creeping and all of a sudden it's just here. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah, have you guys found the similar sort of or had a similar experience? Yeah, I've certainly, I've done some reading on this a few months back and like a lot of these brands recognise how strong they are as brands and they're sort of, even looking at their cash flows, they're willing to, you know, lose a little bit of money in order to be very vibrant in this space up until 2030 where it'll become just just mainstream. So again, we talk about Tesla being the front runner, which is tremendous, uh, but these organisations have got big brands behind them and well-established brands. Uh, they're they're going to come and they're going to come hard ultimately. So, yeah, but we're hearing more and more about it. Jace, what about yourself? Yeah, definitely. Look, I've, I've got a snapshot of a pretty uh, broad market of people that are my clients. Uh, we've got three 3,800 or so clients between companies, trusts, individuals. And I think that gives me a bit of a snapshot of a market spread of what people are doing. And the upward trend in people reaching out saying, I need vehicle finance for an electric vehicle, or I'm going through this process of getting a Tesla, or I'm looking to this. So all of a sudden, like you, Nick, there wasn't a lot of action. There was probably like 
one in two or three hundred. Now all of a sudden it's increasing. There's more and more, almost to the point where it's almost a weekly somebody touching base weekly saying, "Hey, I'm thinking about getting an electric car. What are your thoughts?" And as an accountant, um, or as an accounting firm of advisors and, and and sounding boards for our clients, quite often they'll reach out to us and say, "What do you think? Should I do this? Is it a good idea? What have you seen with the the values of the cars? Or is there any tax incentives or benefits that I can get?" You know, so things like that. And there is, I mean, not to steal the show of make this about tax again, but there's fringe benefits tax um, offs that basically are what's offsets incentives to say that you know if you're providing an electric vehicle to employees. There's better tax incentives than there is of providing a petrol vehicle, for example, um, things like that that are coming into play. And then also um, when it comes to uh, luxury vehicle taxes and things like that. So there is definitely some upside to making the switch to an electric over petrol. And I mean, you only need to watch the block to see the rise in in electric now. I mean, every second episode was banging on about red earth electric energy storage for your solar panels and your car charges and whatnot. So um, it's coming. And even on the road, as you said, Nick, you, you're driving along now and, and they're starting to jump out at you. There's there's more and more Teslas and then there's, there's different, you know, even if it's your mainstream brands, your Volvos, your BMWs, all these ones are starting to come out. Clients, the client got a Porsche, one of those Porsche electric things. It's bloody magnificent looking and fast, apparently. Um, so, yeah, bring it on. I mean, think about how fast things change when it would have been like in what, 2010, 2011, 2012, nobody had iPhones. They didn't exist. And then the first iPhone came out and how, like, you know, a few people went, Oh, I don't know about that. Apple make computers. Why would I get a phone from them? I love my Nokia 3310 or whatever it was, a razor at the time. And then how fast did it go from everybody jump ship and had Apple's or, or Samsung's? At the moment, you've got a lot of people that are driving diesels or petrols going, no way will I own a, an electric car. I'm never going to own an electric car because I can't get from here to here on one charge. It's going to come a time in the next little while when all of a sudden more than half, you know, more than half of us are going to end up with electric vehicles because it's just going to be the way of the future. Well, here's something for Elon. Put a little uh, solar panel on the top of your car. Then we uh, don't have to worry about uh, charging up because that costs 60% more now anyway. So, uh, you know, I'm sure something like that will come out, right? And you'll go, it's just a no-brainer. So, but let's, uh, let's we've stolen all your thunder here, Nick. You've got a lot more to give give us here. So. Well, no, this is just one other main thing I want to talk about. And, Jace, to your point, I think you're right. I think, look, I... I'm the proud driver of a diesel car, but I, I, I know it's probably the last one I'm going to have. Um, Same here. You know, yep. it's um, um, it'll be electric and there'll be a way that you can get from here to Sydney and back on one charge. It, that's just a matter of time. So, yeah. um, well, You were saying, Nick, too, Nick, in regards to how times have changed, now you're 40. Now that I'm 50, like... Yeah, we used to have gear sticks. And, uh, <laughs> you know, it's like, and then in, in another 10 years, we'll be sitting in the back of this damn thing doing work. It'll yeah, drive the, itself. You it's didn't quite, have the crank, the crankshaft thing? Did you have to oh, wind did anything? Did I ever? Did I ever? <laughs> I was a master on that. Oh, well, let's no, just, uh, just let's a, go back just to the cars. Statistically, though, just as a snapshot, I think all three of us just basically highlighted that we're thinking our next car will be electric. Between, And that's three out of three right here on I the agree. pod. Um, you know, Casey and I have sat there going, oh, what, what should it be? And I mean, she's kind of going, yeah, I want an electric car. And, and I never thought she'd be a convert for that. And, and Nick, you as well. I thought there's no chance you'd, you'd have those words come out of your mouth. But here we are. I think it'll be a dual, a dual, but um, <laughs> yeah, or a hybrid. But, uh, but yeah, yeah. Well, it's just, just the reality. Um, 
It's just I'd imagine doing a, a Prius. Always picture doing a Prius. <laughs> well, it depends. If Prius lift their game, there might be a chance. <laughs> <laughs> what do you see me in, Jace? <laughs> oh, um, uh, MG. One of those MG things. Jeez. Yeah. Really? Thank you. I like, I like that. Yeah. All right, Nick, Thank give you. it to us. Um, so, what, so what this, uh, obviously, electric cars and what's driving electric cars is is tech and much better tech. And if you get in the electric cars now, particularly the Teslas, you'll see they've just got a, one big computer screen and, um, you know, you can get the software updated. And uh, what that software does is gives your car um, different options. But this, um, this actually come up. Talking to my one of my neighbours who works at Mercedes, and he brought this up with me about six months ago, and then I've since seen um, BMW in, introduce a similar thing. But um, it's basically being able to option your car up, so you know things like um, three hundred and sixty parking cameras, uh, heated seats, Apple CarPlay, heated steering wheels, all the things that we usually pay for as options when we buy a car you will now be able to subscribe to those options via an app. So if you're driving a BMW, and I'm not sure exactly what it's going to look like as far as the options, but here's a really easy example. If you're driving a BMW, you will drive a, you will buy a BMW that's the base model. And then if you want heated seats, you'll be able to jump on a BMW application and subscribe to those heated seats at a monthly or a or an annual cost. Um, if you want Apple CarPlay, which isn't standard in a lot of cars, you'll be able to sus- subscribe to that and pay an annual or a monthly fee to do that. So I actually think it's really clever. And I think it's really clever for a few reasons. Um, most people are saying it's going to be a ripoff because the the manufacturer is still giving the car the ability to have those options. So the price of the car is still going to need to be at the same level because the manufacturer is giving the car the ability to have those options. So it's still going to cost the same amount to manufacture the car, but then you've got to pay for the subscriptions on top. Um, the manufacturer is saying, no, that's not the case, because when you are adding those options manually or whatever it looks like, you are increasing the manufacturing cost. So this is actually going to reduce the manufacturing cost and reduce the cost of the car. The other thing is it means that if you sell the car, you can sell it to someone else who may want different options than you. So let's say you hold a car for two or three years. Uh, you'd like to sell it. Someone is looking for a car with heated seats or a heated steering wheel. Um, they will have the ability to switch those on if you haven't had them switched on. I actually really like it. I, I, I think it's an awesome idea because one of the frustrating things when you buy if, – if you're buying a luxury car or um, – something like a Land Rover or a Mercedes, some of the frust- one, of the, one, of, one of the biggest frust- frustrations, and I've driven in, um, one of these cars before, is they've got all these options that you're not interested in. And it completely jacks up the price of the car. Now, for me, I don't care about heated seats because it's only going to be cold for, you know, for one minute. And, and I, I don't care about a heated steering wheel because not once have I ever got in the car and gone, Jesus, steering was cold. So the fact that it, it increases the price of these luxury cars for options that I think are just not needed, it'll bring that, hypothetically, it'll bring the price or the base price of the car down, which means you can drive a nice car and choose how you would like to option it up. And then I'm assuming you can, you can change that. So, you know, if, if you need to tighten the budget up, 
<laughs> maybe you drop the heated seats on the car uh, or maybe you drop the Apple CarPlay. So mm. I think it's a really cool idea. As I said, Mercedes and BMW um, are the ones that I know are coming out with it. Um, no doubt they will all follow. Um, and yeah, you, you just think about Tesla. Tesla's kind of already doing that. You, know, you can mm. go in and, and get a software upgrade and it gives your car different options or, or, or whatnot or makes your car quicker. So yeah, I think it's cool. Um, Marty, what do you think? I know you're, you're a man of luxury, so you're, you're in the... <laughs> You're in the Prado. You've got the heated Sorry. seats. You've uh, you've got the 360 camera angles. So, you, but I'll still see marks on your car. But maybe you need yeah. 720. I'm not sure. But um, I think I need airbags <laughs> on the front of the car. The way I'm going at the moment. But I, look, I really I'm interested in the concept because I like from a manufacturer's point of view. Like they're still making 20% off the servicing of the car, right? So, and we are in a streaming environment uh, with what we do with Netflix and gym memberships and everything. I think for me, if I'm looking at um, a premium brand, I would probably want it packaged as a yearly fee. Like, like, uh, and I'm just throwing an example up there, like $990 per annum for those additional luxuries um, that I'm taking on. And I get the nimbleness of changing them as you need them, but I just feel like it would drive me crazy monitoring, you know, five or six different components on, on streaming within the car. Like, I think that would agitate myself. Um, but if I had a one-off fee and I was buying a premium brand, and I go for all those luxury, it's nine ninety a year. And yes, I could pay that monthly. I would probably take that out if I still had a chance to diminish all those luxuries from month to month. So if if need be. So that would be the only um, the only thing I would yeah I would say um, in in the way I think about it. So yeah, Jace. Yeah, look, I, I originally was thinking, geez, that's crazy. Like you know. Um, they're going to install rear seat heaters or full like heated heated seats, but then there's a chance I buy the car and never turn on the subscription. So that's a sunk cost. They've lost the money of putting the seat heaters in, and I'm never going to pay a subscription for it. Um, but doing a bit of the research and looking into it, I guess when you think about a, a construction or a, a, an assembly line, like imagine every single car that comes through has little different tweaks and upgraded a seat heater, 360 parking cameras, you know, all these different bits and pieces that are that are optional upgrades. And every time you got to stop, start, put that in, don't put that in, oops, we made a mistake there, got to change it. That's costing money to the car manufacturer on the assembly line. If you're just banging, every single car has everything in it, and then it's going to bring the cost of the car down because you're not making mistakes. It seems crazy, but that's then actually how it works. And then, look, I think Tesla were probably the pioneers of this. They've, they've done this for many, many years. And, and I think when it first came out, people were thinking, what the hell, I've got to pay for for an upgrade. But it was the option. You know, they've, they've capped the battery output at 60 kilowatts and it might give you acceleration of zero to 100 in seven seconds. But if you want to go zero to 100 in four seconds, you can upgrade and pay extra to, to release that battery capacity. Great. Cool, but you didn't have to decide in the car showroom. You get to decide later on an app what you want to upgrade. You want the rear heated seats during winter because in Melbourne it was six degrees, well, even in November it's six degrees You and you've got passengers jumping in the back. Upgrade to have rear heated seats for the month while your mates are over from overseas and they want rear heated seats. So it's, it's pretty flexible and 
not to get completely off topic, but the idea of subscriptions and add-ons, you know, this is only going to become more and more prevalent across different things. You know, Netflix came out and have said they're going to add ads and reduce your subscription costs. So you can pay less on your subscription if you want ads and different things like that. So look, cars are going to get into that space now. And and I guess the challenge for, for people out there is, you know, you know, the thought process is what can you turn into a subscription? I mean, I, I think of everything as an opportunity, but the car market's doing it and it's going to be an interesting space to watch. Well, you're right. You're right with Netflix. Their, their share prices jumped up significantly um, since the $6.99 offer with advertising on it because they've created a wider market um, through it. So um, so that's good evidence, again, that it, it, it works. But I, I definitely feel like if there was a premium pack, if I was getting the car cheaper, if there was a premium package at $9.90 a year and maybe a, a basic package at $4.40, for me it's just the functionality around having to think about what I want from month to month based on circumstance. But that's just me personally. I think probably the younger generation coming through would actually enjoy that optimization of that. So you've got to look at where the market's at as well. So, But for me, it's simplicity. Like we've always talked about, you know, mm. the ease of going, if I'm buying a premium car, I'm getting it cheaper, then I'm going to want some of the niceties to it too, right? So I would definitely take that on on a, a annual subscription paid monthly. You yeah, know, definitely. And I, and I, and I think what this does is it gives you the ability to tailor the car to you, even if you're a yeah. second second hand owner. And to Jace's point around the manufacturing, if you've ever bought a new car, you go in there and there's all the options listed, and you basically tick what you want. So from a manufacturing point of view, that would be a nightmare because you've got one car coming in with eight options, then the next car comes in and it, it needs 12 options. Yeah, so there'd be, all be in there. there'd be a lot of cost um, in, in navigating through that. For mm. yourself, Marty, you can choose the options that you want and it might not be a you know a bronze, silver, gold package. There might be something in between based on your unique, um, <coughs> your, you know, your uniqueness or my uniqueness. And I, do, I, I just really, where it resonates with me, because I, I don't usually buy new cars. For me, I'd... I think you're far better off to let someone else pay the premium of a new car, but to then be able to buy it a year or two later and then had the options that I would have added if I had a bought it brand new is is huge. And um, yeah, I just I think sense. it's a great concept. I also like the idea if you're a um, Uber driver or DD or you know whatever. Uh, ride sharing or even taxis, whatever they they're doing these days. But having Wi-Fi in the car, I mean, there's times where people can't connect you you know you're somewhere you're maybe an international traveler i remember getting idea. getting ubers over in la and just thinking shit like i'm burning through some serious data charges here because i didn't have a, an international sim um but i said i've seen that as one of the options uh being able to add wi-fi so if the wi-fi is already built in not everybody's going to turn it on but those rideshare drivers might turn on wi-fi you get to the melbourne airport you pick up an international tourist that's just landed they need to connect their phone when they jump in you might be paying a couple of dollars a month for it, but you might have the, the ability to charge more from your ride sharing for, for giving the ability to access Wi-Fi. So things like that, it's going to be smart. I, I see it, you know, as a pretty interesting one and, you know, definitely, definitely a space to watch. But I mean, yeah, I mean, it'll be interesting to look back at this episode in, in five years when we're all paying subscriptions for our mm. cars and go, geez, remember yeah. when we're unsure about that? And Marty's on the premium platinum I, package. I can't, I, I can't wait till they're self-driving because I'm going to save so much in costs on the dints. So, uh, 
<laughs> so I'm really looking forward to that time. And the Wi-Fi is a great idea, just to step into your car and do work in the back seat <laughs> while you're watching the cricket. Um, I think that's uh, that's fantastic. So, so it's. Uh, I hope you've enjoyed this episode of the Numbers Game. Please also share um, share the Numbers Game with your friends. We want to sort of educate uh, people financially and in business, and just share it with a friend, family member, and get us out there because I think the more people we can help and we can create that financial literacy uh, around finances, accounting, and business, uh, people are going to be better off. So thank you, lads, for today. And until next time, drive safely and game over.